Welcome to the Luminous Podcast, weekly meditations, readings, and blessings to assist with our rest, peace, and spiritual wellness. You can find out more at LuminousAnglican.com. This is the Feast of Christ, Christ the King Sunday. This is the final Sunday of the liturgical year. It is a beautiful ending to the overall arc and narrative of Jesus throughout our celebration of a year. It's interesting here in the U.S. how this usually falls on the Sunday after Thanksgiving, a major holiday, and yet it is a major feast day in the life of the church. We're looking at Matthew 25, 31 through 46, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, and he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothes. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? When was it we were sick and in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left hand, you that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me naked and you did not give me clothing sick and in prison you did not visit me and also will answer lord when was it we saw you hungry or thirsty or stranger or naked or sick and in prison and did not take care of you then he will answer them truly i tell you just as you did or did not do the least of these you did not do to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the gospel of our Lord. Many of the times, I think we all probably come to this time of year and begin to get reflective. Maybe we ponder uh, with gratitude and thankfulness. I have been doing that. I have had this passage uh, as a Lectio Divina over the past few weeks. And with doing this, I have been so thankful and grateful for the work of our parish 
I have faces in mind that have shown me what it can look like to be the work of the people, what we can be in our world, the light and the peace that we can bring. That is such a gift. I hope that you have a moment where you can have reflection and look back, maybe see those right in front of you that need to be seen, that need to be celebrated. Maybe they need to be told their meaning and value that they bring to your life. Today, we are reminding ourselves that when everything around us may be turbulent, difficult, or even noisy, Christ is our true north, the way, truth, life. With his teaching in this part of Matthew, we find and examine. It may seem harsh at first glance and first read. I don't know if this is going to be one of those passages that we have hanging up on our bathroom mirrors. <laughs> but we find an examine here as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. This depends on how we treat those on the margins. And in our context, this is a very weighty examine. Many of us may want to steer clear of these types of spaces or these types of conversations or reflections because they aren't cozy. It's not affirming in our state of believing and being and, and, and living, is it? It's difficult. It's, it's an examine. It is for us to reflect, ponder, perhaps lament and return, adjust, reform. See, our way of seeing and translation of Scripture can really affect many things. And for at least the last 90 to 100 years, the faster and more shallow our approach to Scripture, the worse for us, the worse for our world, and most certainly the worse for our witness. The Greek word for judge here in Matthew is krinos. It means to separate, to make a distinction between, call to account. This judgment is Christ's and Christ's alone, not ours. And this isn't Christ sitting on a cosmic supreme court. Many of us may have that picture or maybe have been told to frame our worldview with that in mind. But that's not really what this is. But it is a distinctive note for us to give Christ his space and his acknowledgement and not take it on for ourselves. This is a massive distinction for us and it's very helpful. Truly, I tell you, just as you did to one of the least of these, and of course, or didn't do to the least of these, you did this to me. 
or didn't do to me, as Christ says. So the question for us, who is our least of these? We're always going to default to these seismic moments and realities that we have before us. But someone who is the least of these for us in our personal context and in our collective context, we have a societal and a cultural norm that we have constructed that allows there to be a group of people or several groups of people who will be on the margins, who will be oppressed, who will be the least of these. But our question in this, the least of these could be our least seen, our least understood, our least noticed, our least regarded. Jesus spoke against becoming self-righteous, judgmental, and condescending as the Pharisees. Over and over and over again, he used story to show the distinction between those who are following the way and those of the most religious that couldn't see past their own construction and their own framing of how the world was to be. And let's be honest for a moment. This is what a lot of the church today has become known for. The new Pharisees. Judgmental, self-righteous, condescending, and quite frankly, sometimes ridiculous. Who is our least of these? For some of us, it may be your least seen, the least known, as I've said, our least understood. Now that very well may be our homeless neighbors. It may be. But more than likely, it may be our Republican neighbor, our Libertarian neighbor, our Democrat neighbor. It may be our gay neighbor. It may be our trans neighbor. It may be the neighbor flying the Trump flag down the street. It may be that person, that coworker, that colleague. It may be that family member at Thanksgiving that we see once a year. And our disagreements don't always make it impossible to love, but it can make it really difficult. Our job is not to decide who is in and who is out, who is sinful, who is holy. Our job is to love Full stop. And Jesus poetically allows us a picture of how we are to love. Not just do unto others as they have them do unto you. Do unto others as you would do unto Christ. This is what he's saying. With what you have done to the least of these, you have done unto me. Or what you have not done. You have not done unto me. And the great commission we hear is the go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This does not happen without love. 
So how can we embody this? Through a reality greater than ourselves, the way of Jesus. We are set free to set others free. We are free to live and to love in the most radical ways humanity has ever seen. Truly, I tell you, you did this unto me. You've done this to the least of these. Done this to the least of these. You've done this unto me. We say that God is love. This is realized by Jesus, the word made flesh. A couple of years ago, I've shared this many times. I, I lost one of the most wonderful humans in my life. He had a brutal and brief battle with cancer. I remember being over at his house one day and he sat me on his porch and asked me if I would do his funeral. I, of course, said yes, knowing that that was what we had to do. I asked him what he wanted people to hear and walk away with besides celebrating his wonderful life. He said, I want them to know that God is real and that Jesus loves them. And one of my favorite portions of scripture is 1 John. In 1 John 4 specifically, as John writes, at an old age, dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not know love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his only son into our world that we might live through him. And 1 John 4.16, so we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in them. And next Sunday, we begin Advent. The season ahead is a time of renewed hope where our weary world longs to rejoice. We are encouraged to begin again. And in the coming weeks, we will naturally begin to reflect on this past year. And we will bring everything from sadness, pain, and lament to joy, celebration, and delight as we look back. And this is the reign of Christ. This is what the reign of Christ looks like. Remembering this from Brendan Manning, suffering, failure, loneliness, sorrow, discouragement, and death will be a part of our journey. But the kingdom of God will conquer all these horrors. No evil can resist grace forever. And just as this portion of Matthew was an examine for us, many times I utilize this thought and reflection from Henry Nowen. 
Did I offer peace today? Did I bring a smile to someone's face? Did I say words of healing? Did I let go of my anger and resentment? Did I forgive? Did I love? These are the real questions. I must trust that the little bit of love that I sow now will bear many fruits. Here in this life, and the life to come. So the rhythm we have before us each and every Sunday, at least, it helps us to remain tethered to the way of Jesus. And this is through our confession. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart, we, because we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If you would like more information or ways to be a part of Luminous, please go to LuminousAnglican.com. Peace be with you.